episode of As We Proceed, we need to talk about Kevin because he just dropped a brand new EP for all you Brockhampton stands out there. We also go into depth with the whole country trap trend, see if uh, Mr. Lil Nas X is going to stick around for as long as we think he is. And we finally discuss Anderson Pock on the show for probably the first time ever. But anyway, this is As We Proceed, and I am joined by the Costello to my Abbots. Yes, Chris Maitland, and this is the official... Tilda Swinton fan podcast. Ooh, yeah. So that's right. Yeah. Get, get ready for some Michael Clayton talk today, guys. <laughs> wow, that was... That hell was, yeah, uh, 2006 legal drama starring George Clooney. What's up? Okay. Well, um, let's go ahead and just get this one out the way. Uh, shortly before starting our show today, I did make the announcement that, unfortunately, as we proceed, is... Um, the last of the uh, world, heading towards the last of uh, our final three shows. Uh, it's been a great run. These past three years have been a blast. Hilarity has ensued and much other takes, things. Takes have been spewed. Takes have been spewed. Guests have come on. Guests have canceled on us, including today's show. Fuck yeah. But thank you so much for everyone out there who has liked any of our posts, uh, seen anything on uh, yeah, Instagram, you, Facebook. You, you deserve a medal for listening. Yeah. Because I know we wouldn't want to. I mean, I have to listen back to the I show. Mean, yeah, so, yeah, so do I. But, though, I, mean, I, mean, we're, we're, I mean, we're slaves to our own material. So but <laughs> anybody, anybody who voluntarily listens to this, you're a fucking Thank sane. you for listening and, to our And we bullshit. love you. Yeah. We love you. So there will be. And then, but but, but we still, we still, we're not done yet. Yeah, we, I mean, we got about two more shows after this, all right? Yeah. So we're not going anywhere. This is, this is a long, this is not a goodbye yet. But anyway, let's uh, go ahead and start with our very first story. Yeah, well, no, hold on, hold on. I need to, I need to get. As always, you got to. Yeah, well, there's like, I need to do, I need to do, I mean, tracks. again, I mean, I only get to do this a couple more times, so I get, I get do the uh, housekeeping fuck ups for the last go around, and plus a, a little update on a story. Oh wait, do we do we have a we fucked up? Sort of. Oh no, see, now you you said uh, during the last episode when I when during that riveting block where I forgot the title of Young Thug's most recent release, uh-huh. and then uh, while you were uh, searching it on your phone and you came up with On the Run, and I started name dropping songs from the album. Now my stupid ass forgot that um, High by uh, was on the album with the goddamn Rocket Man sample. And oh. that was a disgrace considered the young jug young thug and Elton Young Young Jug. Uh, young Thug and Elton John are best friends. So yeah. the fact that I forgot that and the song is so Atrocious. fucking brilliant is a, is a disgrace. And also the conspiracy theory that uh, Lil Uzi Vert oh, was God. getting locked out by his label uh, proved to be false. Because okay. last the middle of last fucking week, he uh, surprisingly he drops two new singles called uh, San Queen Paradise and That's a Rack. He did. And guess guess uh, guess who commissioned those released? Atlantic Records. Yeah. What a surprise Woo. Lil Uzi Vert. Not being not being held captive by the label. Ladies, they didn't ladies, drop him. There you go, ladies and gentlemen. Uzi's been freed, everybody. He is free. He's been freed. Atlantic Records, I mean, it's not like they haven't done it with other artists. <laughs> Lupe Fiasco. But in this case, it seems like Lil Uzi Vert and Atlantic are getting along just fine. They're just fine. fine, so it appears that uh, Eternal Take might be on the horizon. Hopefully coming Unless those summer? goddamn Heaven's Gates people... <laughs> successfully sue him. Okay, or maybe I, I, actually, I was gonna we'll make a, I was gonna make a joke about a mass. Uh, never mind. Let me go. Well, about a mass there. cult. No, no, death. No, no, yeah, something they, like mean, that. That's not even really. I mean, I mean, that's what Heaven's Gate did. It's not really a joke. It's based in no, fact, man. But I was gonna say that maybe they'll do it again. But in that way, he well, won't have a problem. Well, there's only two left. So I was I mean, gonna insinuate that that wouldn't be a problem for Lil yeah. Bird if they were to do that. But or they could just die. They're very old. They could just die of natural causes. This, at this, point. this is already getting way too dark. Let's talk about Old Wait. Town Road. Old Old Town Road. 
Old, old, old Town Road. Jesus. Old Town Road. I have trouble with that title, man. I don't know why. All right. Someone, someone's not respecting the horses in the back. <laughs> horses in the back. Right, okay, so what do we think about this here? So apparently <laughs> Lil Nas X, who I hadn't heard of up until this point, I, um, has blown the hell up over this past, uh, what, how long has it been since the song came out? It's been a couple months. I mean, I mean, it's the song initially came out in December, in December actually. December, right. So it didn't it didn't pick up steam, of course. Uh, another, uh, I, hey. I love the age, I love the age that we're in. God, that's such a great photo. <laughs> Bless the fucking cowboy hat look. Oh my God, Can I fantastic. tell you a little tidbit? When I was a kid, I actually told my mom that I was adopted by, in that I, my, my true parents, I believed, were cowboys. A cowboy and a cowgirl. So I refused to go in the house because I told my mom, I didn't want to live with you. I wanted to live with my real mom and dad. And that's the first time I admitted that. That is a fascinating, fascinating tale that I really don't know how to react to. <laughs> <laughs> you, you've rendered me speechless. It's just, just a weird it, little cowboy it, it might be, It might be because I'm like half asleep or I'm just genuinely surprised. Probably a combination of the two. But um, that, is, uh, that is a stunning revelation. Going back to the right, story. I have completely lost my train of thought. So Old Town Road yeah. is the hit single by Lil Nas yeah, X. Yeah, so, so the, but, but this song, okay, so you, you got, me, got me back. Yeah. So basically this song blew up like everything fucking does nowadays. Yeah. Fucking four months media, after. Through, through uh, TikTok. An app that I don't use, but um, yeah. it is uh, very hot right now, apparently. And there was like a farmer challenge that this somebody somehow stumbled upon the self-release song and eventually gained so much fucking steam that he got a, a record deal. Mm -hmm. And the, the Who song. Who I don't know, but a major label. Who knows? I think maybe Epic. I don't know. I, I didn't. Of Columbia course, maybe? of course, I didn't. Yeah, yeah. I, of course, I I read this on like Friday, and then mm -hmm. I didn't write it down like a dumbass. Yeah, I mean, it doesn't so, matter. We know he's, we know he's huge. Yeah, That's all. So. So then, of course, so then the song picks up even more steam because it was it it charted on the country charts and then it was pulled off because it because basically for it was because it wasn't country enough. Not country it enough. It didn't man. meet. I think the the language Billboard <laughs> used was like it didn't meet the full standards of like what. No, I think it was like I think it was like you didn't use enough fundamental elements of the country. Yeah, well, it basically it, it, it didn't like it didn't meet the me adhere to the state definition of. Modern country, country or modern something stupid like that. Contemporary because country. it was on the modern country chart, right, so like it wasn't right, modern country. Right. So so naturally, so the song was already doing very well. It was it was like in the top ten on the charts, anyways. So then, because Lil Nas X is, is apparently fully understands memes, yeah. um, decided to enlist the help of Billy Ray motherfucking Cyrus on oh, the remix, yeah, and then baby. the song became a literally the OG, a legit sensation. There oh is up my there. god, Mr. Aki Breaky Heart himself. He looks so excited on the remix. That, you're goddamn right. I mean, I mean, I mean, this man. I mean, this is the second best thing he's done. I think Little Nas X looks even more. I mean, look at the way he's looking at him. I mean, I know those he's are two after photos, but I think he, I he wants some of that achy, breaky heart. Exactly. On that track. I mean, I mean, Billy Ray Cyrus. I mean, I mean, like, I mean, like, I mean, like, the only other two notable things he's done is give us achy, breaky heart, and then uh, be responsible for the birth of Miley Cyrus. Yep. So that's about the only thing. So his, so his daughter and achy, breaky heart are the two best things he's done, and now he can add this to the accomplishments. Third, now, now he's got a whole podium full of accomplishments. That Billy Ray Cyrus. Good for you, pal. Sure, why not? But anyway, so that actually that country feature. By Billy Ray Cyrus actually bumped him up into uh, into the uh, the the conversation because now Billboard is considering. It was reported that Billboard is now considering their uh, decision. decision it's funny how that works. Yeah, kind of. Funny weird. how that works. Yeah. Now all of a sudden you bring a country artist on there. Now it's country. Yeah, which doesn't make sense to me because it's like, and I know this argument's been pointed out millions of times by so many other people on the internet, but like, Florida Georgia Line is not country. 
or, or at I least mean, traditional. I, 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 okay, let me rephrase that. Yeah, I mean, they're not country by the traditional sense, right? They're, no. they're very much like the bro country. Correct. This new genre of country oh, yeah, where it's yeah. like frat yeah. boy. You know, yeah. we're cooking in our backyard. We don't we don't really know much. Well, well, know, well the cooking do, in the backyard is a new subject matter. Well, I'm really the only the only I think red I think, solo cup kind of country. Yeah, it's basically like party music with auto tune and like pseudo rapping. I wouldn't call it full blown rapping, right. but it's it's a rap like cadence. Right, right. And I think a lot of times we get artists like that who come along and have sort of this flirta flirtatious relationship with hip hop. Yeah. Well, they'll bring on a hip hop artist to try yeah, and I'm, make it. Uh, see Nelly, for example. Correct. Or LL Cool J. Well, LL Cool J, Brad, Pla uh, Brad Paisley, and LL Cool J can kind of share. Wait, share, wait hold, share. hold on. Brad Paisley and LL Cool J did a song together. You don't know about accidental racism? Oh my God. Yeah, you don't know about accidental. Oh my, I forgot about it. Yeah, so accidental racism, yes. LL Cool J, and Brad, oh Pla Brad Paisley song together that they did together. But those two, I mean, I feel like they can share the blame on that one together. Well, uh, but anyway, true. my point, uh, what I was saying is that country music and hip hop have this sort of this relationship where country yeah. doesn't really, I feel like country doesn't really respect hip hop unless it's benefiting the country genre. So I feel like sure. in, in this case, well, like think about it. When you have a huge country song and they want to cross over into another genre like hip hop, what, what are they going to do? They're going to bring country, a hip hop artist on, right? Yeah. It's, it's been done before. Or you could bring in Cowboy Troy and cover all your bases. Oh, God. I was not expecting you to bring that name up. <laughs> well, I mean, that, well, well, because I keep hearing how country and rap's like this odd, like, basically, like, the, this, like, uh, it hasn't been done before. Who's you saying that? were sleeping on Cowboy Troy. Who's saying it hasn't been done before? Well, I was laughing because the people were hailing, and this is going to be the one time that you're going to hear me say anything negative about Jeffrey Williams. Okay. Um, Young Thug has been hailed as an innovator of country rap oh, music he did because, that song? Uh, because he did, mind you, Beautiful Thugger Girls was not a full-blown country rap no. release. The reason that Family Don't Matter is considered to be a country rap song, now the guitar has kind of like a country twang to it. A little bit. Because he says yee-haw in the first 30 <laughs> seconds of the song. That and is somehow country. Does he wear country? a cowboy hat? And... Is there a music video? I yeah, there seen. is, yeah. Okay. Millie Golightly, sure. right? Yes. Yeah, okay. She, she is, yeah. She, but she's featured on several songs of the album. Yeah. But she's not a country artist either, I don't no, believe. No, she's not. She's so just... yeah, that record was more of like a, like Young Thug did like a lot of singing on that album, but it was more like an R&B, like pop rap if album anything, yeah. than a country album. But yeah. somehow... I'm just laughing like like a young thug like you know, even little Nas X himself like gave like listed young thug as like a trailblazer and like what inspired him and I'm like what it was it was a like a, literally a 20 second snippet of one fucking song and somehow yeah. young thug is yeah yeah he 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 fucking he planted the flag in the country exactly rap. he's the Neil Armstrong of country <laughs> trap well who would be and that would make this guy little Nas, Lil Nas X is Buzz Aldrin yeah <laughs> uh, but like in exactly. the spirit of uh, of us talking about the next chapter in this relationship. Uh, this uh, ever-growing relationship between hip-hop and country. I wanted to bring a couple of uh, potential duos that we could see in the future between trap or hip-hop, trap, and country. Okay. Um, and I wanted to, I didn't want to tell you about it beforehand. I kind of right. just wanted to throw it on you and see what your reaction is. So here are my next couple pitches for what, what can be known, only can be known as the next couple of chapters in this relationship with country yeah. and hip-hop. So we have Roscoe Flats and the Migos. Oh, my. No, okay, no, that is Come disgusting. On. No, Come see, on. that's appalling because, I no, see, I, this is because, like, like... You don't see the it? Rascal no, no, no. Culture I, is a highway. You, you don't oh, see it? fuck you. <laughs> oh, you God, no. No, that's right, the right. thing. No, that's, that's the thing. I, I, and this is, this is entirely my fault. Me, me, a Why me is problem. it your fault? It's a me problem. I shouldn't say my fault, but this is okay. a me problem because the Rascal Flats literally like make my blood boil. I know. That's and if they collaborated with somebody as near and dear to my heart as the Migos, I would. I got one. I wouldn't want to live anymore. Oh, you're not going to like the next one. I got Tim McGraw and Young Thug. Sure. Okay. Oh, Why really? Not? Like that one Let's better? Let's go. No, no, no. Here's the thing. I'm very much like, give me the. Like, oh, uh, how about Luke Bryan in future? 
Oh my! No, that would just be hilarious. <laughs> Luke Bryan in future. No, it would be I great. It. it would just be great if like Luke Bryan starts talking about like cooking crack. Oh god! I mean, he, and like riding around in like a, it'd be called White Boy. A Lambo. White Boy. That'd oh be yeah. The name of the song. Uh, White, oh White my Boy. god! Future. But, but future. I mean, future. Future has no problem. Future's done songs with Taylor Swift. Yeah. And Ariana Grande. That, he doesn't that, care. That so that's, well. that's, that's the next. That's there the next. You, you get. You get future rapping over a banjo right, or something. There you go. Uh, how about I saw the next one is going to be a Florida Georgia Line and Ray Shremmerd. I got those two because I mean, two duos. See, oddly, I could actually. That's I see the that only, happening, that's right? That's the only one that you've listed that I wouldn't be stunned by. Really? You you wouldn't be surprised. I mean, I wouldn't. No, either, because I think that I I honestly kind <laughs> I can see like Sway Lee in particular being intrigued by that combination. Oh, I mean, if anything, I think it would probably be at this point it'd just be Sway Lee and Florida Georgia Line. I don't think sure, Slim, yeah, Jimmy, no, honestly, Slim, Slim Jimmy, Jimmy's not Slim getting. Jimmy in the, would, I will give you that. Slim he's Jimmy, not getting in the booth. Yeah, but yeah, perhaps. Yeah, perhaps yeah. Swaycation too will feature yeah. a Florida, Florida Georgia uh, Line. Couple, uh, couple of these. I, <laughs> I just want to get into a couple more of these, <laughs> just because I found them even funnier. Toby Keith and Twenty One Savage. Oh, okay. <laughs> now, now I want that to happen. That'd be that's awesome, the first. That's the first one that you've told me that I actually want because Toby Keith, I, I grew up on country music and Toby I Keith's know. been around for a long fucking time. And Toby Keith, some of his songs are absolutely hilarious, like in terms of because they're so fucking corny. And he has a song called yeah. Double Wide Paradise about like, how his wife left him or his girlfriend left him. Yep. And, and like he wants them to come back home to their tr double wide trailer that he considers to be heaven. What's that song? Should have been uh, uh, Should have been a cowboy, which, been a cowboy. Is, which I know uh, uh, literally 90% of the words to. Yeah. My brother and I will will make a habit of breaking into duets of this song every once in a while. Nice. It's, it's a it's a great bonding moment. Fantastic. It's a ridiculous song. But Toby Keith, now see, Twenty One Savage, I think would would bring a would bring a sense of. Uh, I mean, Twenty One Savage is the punchline guy in he rap. Is. So let's give Toby Keith the punchline guy in country. The only problem is that Twenty One Savage is. Um, Toby Keith has no sense of self awareness. Twenty One right. Savage is is, is is intentionally funny. Maybe Toby a little Keith, lopsided. Toby Keith literally has a song about how he bought a swimming... This Double Y Paradise song has a lyric there. He says, I bought a swimming pool from the man at Sears, brought it home and filled it up with tears. Oh, God. Because he was so sad. And then he goes, oh. here in my castle, I have the cake size blues. Oh, God. Oh, it's the, it's Wait, doesn't 21 Savage have a tear? Does he have a tear on his face? Is he, doesn't he have like, a tattoo? The only tattoo, the only tattoo I, I know it's on his face is the cross okay. on his forehead. Right. But Toby Keith, 21 Savage, make it happen. Now, see I, now, see, I, now, see, I have a sneaky suspicion. Toby Keith um, does not strike me as the type of man that would be willing to work with a black man, particularly one that might be getting deported from the United States of America. <laughs> Toby Keith is well, the guy who famously wrote the, we'll put a boot in your ass, this is the American way, Uncle Sam, the Curtis, like, basically, the only one of the few guys to be like happy about the Iraq War, Toby Keith. Oh God! We'll put a boot in your right. ass. It's so in that case, American let's move on to Kenny. Yeah, so unfortunately, I don't think Toby Keith's uh, well, racism would allow that to happen. Oh, what would you say if I told you that Pusha T and Kenny Rogers could come together? <laughs> <laughs> the Gambler remix with Terrence Thornton. Oh, yeah. yeah, that would be something else. Or uh, I got Brad pa <laughs> Brad Paisley and Lil Pump. No, fuck no, yeah. No, that would kind of fall down oh, yeah. right there. Oh no, no, oh no, Brad. Well, that would be that would be great. That'd be great. How about Lil Uzi Vert and Reba McIntyre? How about that one? You, what do you feel about that one? You got old school legend Reba McIntyre. Well, well, Reba McIntyre, country, Reba country McIntyre, Hall of Famer. I think Reba McIntyre is an ageist because she's very much against Casey Musgrave. So who? Oh, who, is she? Who I knows? Who knows, know if, who knows if she? Well, how, Casey Musgrave and Lil and Lil Uzi Verb probably be more, <laughs> more more accessible to, to, to sure. this, this demographic. I mean, my sure, I mean, one, yeah, I mean, they're closer in age, so why I, not? I got one more: Dolly Parton and Cardi B. I think that one would be pretty good. 
Oh, my, that yeah, would actually Dolly, work? Yeah. I mean, Dolly, Dolly Parton? I mean, some have said that Dolly Parton is the Nashville version of Cardi B. Exactly. That's why I think I those mean, two would work the, so I mean, well they together. Both the, they both got the big fake boobs yep. and um, a, a swag. Swag about it. Swag and, swag and, swag and Generally really well liked by the you know female demographic in their respective genre. Oh, well, Dolly, oh yeah, Dolly. Both of them are seen as kind of trailblazers in their respective genre. Uh, Cardi, I think it's a little bit too early to call her a trailblazer, but oh, I'm saying as far as like Latina rappers, I, I'd say. I, so. mean, I mean, Cardi could very like well. The only, the only reason I'm saying like, I, that is only Cardi has been around for long enough to be a trailblazer. I, I think a trailblazer. I'm saying that people consider her to be. I'm I mean, not I mean, saying I mean, that she's that gained I'm a hell of a following. I, yeah. She definitely looks like she's on that path. I right. think you just need to be around for a little bit. Well, uh, trailblazers why, is a retrospective. Maybe, thing. maybe that's why she needs Dolly that's Parton. That's a legacy thing. Maybe, maybe Dolly Parton can take her under her wing or Perhaps. under her bosom. Under her bosom. Under her bosom. Yeah. They'll, they'll ride. They'll, they'll ride their bosoms to legacy. And then this last one I wanted to say. Personally, because I know you'd enjoy it. I got Gucci Mane and Willie Nelson. Oh fuck yeah! The, the only difference is the, the only problem is that this, ten years ago it'd been way better. When Gucci <laughs> was still when Gucci was still like fucking like like talking about like actually no 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 when Gucci was not sober and he was like like fresh out like like fresh out was like first felony like like when he, when he like got the assault charge and he okay. was like really fucked up all the time. That'd be great, wouldn't it? Oh no! Can you imagine like Gucci going on the Willie Nelson tour bus? Oh, oh my god! Oh Gucci would be very much about that. That'd be the best. That'd be the oh, best. Oh no, well no well the fact that Willie Nelson and Snoop Dogg have not made it cross because they are good friends. Yeah, and the I fact, find that the really fact, weird. Willie like, Nelson, the, the fact that Willie Nelson has not like appeared in like now, why is Willie Nelson not in How High Two? I don't know. Why is Willie Nelson not in How High One? Why isn't Wiz Khalifa in, in either How High movies? Because he was he well, wasn't well, relevant in either one. Was, That's probably well, why. Well, well, to be yeah, fair enough. But I was gonna say in 2001, I think Wiz Khalifa was like 14 years old, so I could I could understand. He's watching High. I can understand I can understand why he didn't make the cast yeah. list for that one. The second one, I he think wouldn't I even would... pass as like he wouldn't even pass as a high school kid at that age, let alone a college student. <laughs> All right. Well, anyway, let's move on. No, no, no. no. We, oh, well, oh, we got more. No, no, no. Well, I mean the collaboration is one thing, but we. We, we have to do, we have to discuss whether or not do you think we have to talk about the song itself. All right. Okay. So do you think this song, like for first off, like what do you think of the song itself? Um, it's okay. I enjoy it. I think it's, a, uh, no, it's see, an enjoyable uh, meme song. Like, there's really not I much else to it. Yes. Yeah, no, no. See, I think that the song. Honestly, I think it gets funnier every time I listen to it. <laughs> Why is that? I don't know. It's just one of those inexplicable things. Like I thought it was funny, but I also think it's is an example of like like I alluded to earlier. I think Little Nas X like basically did a brilliant job of capitalizing on the the um, popularity he got and remixing the song. I think he made it better. Oh, like, I think the remix. The, I think the, the remix. I think the remix feels more complete. Of a song. Are you a fan of the sample, the Nine Inch Nails I, I, sample? I didn't realize it was a Nine Inch Nails sample. I, I'm uh, not a Nine Inch Nails fan. Yeah. But the fact that there is a Nine Inch Nails sample on the beat, and how about that fucking guy? He sold it, he bought that beat off of like off of this guy's website for like a couple hundred I bucks. Know. It's exactly what happened with Panda, where, yeah. where the guy fucking bought, he bought the beat for like a hundred bucks. Yeah. And then he like, he couldn't do anything about it. He's like, oh shit, like I'm getting, like you're, he's getting like screwed on royalties because uh -huh. like, because he sold the beat for nothing. Uh, he's an but idiot. then again, when you sell your beats on a marketplace, you're just like happy to get a couple hundred bucks. Yeah. You're, not, you're not expecting, oh, this song's gonna be literally the biggest song in the fucking country. Yeah, you're right, you're right. But I think the remix, I think adding Billy Ray Cyrus, I think, I mean, first off, it, it got rid of the whisper and chorus at the end, which I thought was kind of shitty. I thought shitty. that was just kind of weird. Yeah, like, it, why? it ended the song. I mean, like, It wasn't song, really much of an ending. No, exactly, and they fixed that on, yeah. the, on the remix, and yeah. I think, and also this the delight of hearing Billy Ray Cyrus um, rapping over a trap beat was just was too much for me to handle. As so funny, particularly dude. since my only exposure to Billy Ray Cyrus obviously is Achy Breaky Heart. So I'm like this. I'm like this guy. Like 25, like 27 years after Achy Breaky Heart, this motherfucker is rapping on a god. He's rapping on a fucking song. <laughs> oh god. it's tremendous. It and, fucking, and the thing is, he's not and, rapping with like an established artist. This is like a first timer rap. Like no, no one knows who this kid is. And apparently, the reason that he uh, connected to the song is because apparently, so obviously it's called Old Town Road, which I don't know what if that's like. He just well not. 
Bostock just pulled that out of his ass. I don't know. But apparently, uh, Billy Ray Cyrus grew up in Kentucky, and there was an old town bridge in his hometown, so he like this song like established them. So he's like, oh, like horses. Like old going over the old town bridge, old town roads. Like, hey, whatever does cool. it for you. Exactly. But I also think, oddly enough, I actually think the whistling at the end is a very nice touch too for the remix. Why? I don't. I, I just think it gives like a better outro than, than the in the original. I mean, I guess. I was just a little note. Like I, I don't know. But I think the song's hilarious, and I will say right now, this song is crossed over because I was at a show that was not rap last night, and they played during one of the openers. They played the. They played, they the played old town. The remix. And people were going off. Oh, was that's so great. Much. I was. I was like, wow, this song is really crossed over. These are. These, these, these what are. What like, kind of show was it? Was it, it was metal like show a, or it rock was like a pseudo metal show. It was like a post-hardcore. Wow, like look at that. Show. So yeah, the nine-inch nail sample. And people also. They also played some Action Bronson before the headliners came on. People were singing to that too, but not as much of a pop. Old Town Road, because mm. that's, that's what the kids like. But I think the song's great. So, do you think? No, no. The more important question: Do right. you think this is like a one-off situation, or do you think this is actually like countries, like country traps, actually going to take off? Oh, absolutely not. This is definitely a one-hit wonder. Uh, now, see, not I, a one-hit wonder, but this, I feel he will never like. No, I will say Little Nas X is not committed to this because he released a song on Friday mm -hmm. with Digital Nas Producer. I think it's called Sonic Shit. Um, let's just say no country influence on that one. Yeah, still kind of jokey in tone. Yeah. But, but I, I also think the reason the song's part of the song before I before I give my answer of whether or not I think this is gonna uh, transition uh -huh. is I will say I think the reason the song works so well is that it's it's blatantly a joke. Well, yeah. Like little dots, no. But I'm saying like, but it's oddly I think because of it's I think it's mostly the voice that sold it in terms of people. Know, I for me I think it was honestly it was probably the visual like that 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 Red Dead Redemption gameplay that he put out as the music video. Did you see that? So like uh, the video yes. the music video for the song is just gameplay for Red Dead Redemption. So that I mean that well, that was what indicated to me that it wasn't to be taken seriously. But I, I think personally I think it's like the blatant stereotypical cowboy voice. That, that, oh, yeah. that made, and I think that's the reason because I haven't seen like this much of a positive reception towards a joke song like this in a long time. Because yeah. I'm sure I think, and I think but the remix helped it because like when it first came up, we were like this is kind of lame, and then the remix happened. Like oh wait, this guy like he escalated the meme. Like he's not, he's not, he was, he's joking. Yeah. But he's very committed to it, and it's very sincere in its in its jokiness. Yeah. And I think that's what makes it work so well. Right. And I'm stunned. I'm honestly stunned by how well it's been received because I expect really? people to be like, man, little Nas X, he's ruining rap. He's fucking. Ruined Rap, which I mean, you have seen some people say that. Of course, but I mean, but but it hasn't been nearly as much as I've as, as expected. Yeah, you're right. I mean, like by this point, I mean, I would have expected this song to not even be talked about. I mean, I, I, would, I mean, no, no, I don't think it's going anywhere anytime soon. Yeah. I think it's gonna be, I think it's gonna be here to stay for the next month or two. It'll probably get like a VMA nomination. Oh my god! If this song gets like a Grammy nomination, no, I'll well, shit I'm saying a VMA nomination because I mean, VMAs yeah. are in August. Could be. I, if, if this sticks around long enough, I could see it. You know, but to answer your, but anyway, what, what, what was your? All right, see now, see, I think it's kind of. I I will say I think a couple. I think people are gonna feel inclined to try mm. this out. Oh, but really? I don't think I don't. The long-term viability is a, is a coin flip. But I'm saying, like, but I mean, think about it. I mean, like, I, again, it's the execution of the song that it makes it so good. But, but, like, do you think other rappers really need to experiment like this? No, but I, I wouldn't be surprised if a few people like gave it a shot. <laughs> like who? Like who would you? Who would now you, I, I think Young Thug might go back to the country rap well. Really? And actually make like a full blown country. He actually there's apparently an Old Town remix with Young Thug coming out as well. Where's where the source coming from? Young Thug himself. Oh really? He literally set a snippet out of his Instagram last week. Oh you heard and it? And Lil like I I sort of it was it was it was only like ten seconds so it didn't really okay. show much but. Um, 
That's uh, funny. It is funny. But I, I hope I, that's I, real. I There's a couple of, like, I wouldn't be surprised, like, no, do I expect, like, do I expect Future to make a country rap song? Do I expect Migos to make a country rap song? No, but no. I wouldn't be surprised. I mean, hell, there could be some other, some other kid somewhere mm. else in the, in the world that feels compelled to give this a shot. I mean, again, I don't expect it because I, I, again, I don't know how much the country community is embracing this. Ain't, that's the, that's the one thing. They're, they're not. I, th I think it's mostly, like, the, uh, the, 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 the kids, the, 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 the kids, people Because the thing is, hip hop, hip hop isn't really embracing it. Well, hip hop is actually embracing it a lot more. Yeah. Uh, it's like the older, I was, I, what I was going to say is like the older hip hop people but, are, but, but, embraced, then, but they but, are, they are. To, to an extent, but then again, I mean, I mean, the, I mean, the, the true old heads are just going to get mad about every everything. The kids no, they're do. not. A lot of like Talib Kweli on Twitter was like going to bat for him. So I mean, a lot, wow. lot, a lot of people are. Now like, that's saying, surprising. Yeah, because well, I mean, they're they're backing up their guy, and this is their hip hop guy. They want to be on, you know, on the, they want him to have his number one hit. So it, it makes sense that they would defend it him. It happens. So yeah. it, it'll be interesting to see how this this, this tr if this trend actually sticks or it's truly a one off. But we'll see. From we'll here, see. Man. Lil Nas X, I can tell you, uh, he's definitely he's definitely shaking things up, and he's already in the first four months of the year, he's been the story of the year in hip-hop so far. I'd say so, yeah. Outside of, it's I mean, about I, damn I time. After, I, who would who would have thought that someone like yeah, Lil Nas X would have be a lot more appealing for with his country music than someone like Yellow Wolf, who's actually from the South? Who's I at, mean, he did a better job of the country shit than yeah. Yellow Wolf did. Uh, well, I wouldn't say that. I mean, Yellow, yeah. Wolf, Yellow Wolf had a country song a couple years back that was pretty good. Uh, I forget who it was with, though. No, I'll, I'll say, you know what? Post Malone might feel inclined to put out a full-blown country. Yeah, that actually, that sounds dead on. I'll be honest with you. But Post Malone kind of, I mean, like, he kind of came from that background anyways, and he's like, he actually performed on an uh, Elvis Presley tribute a couple months back. I could see so that. So I wouldn't thing. be, yeah, I mean, I, and like, he has like acoustic, I mean, I stay, can stay off of Beer Bogs and Bentleys is like a full-blown acoustic ballad. Yeah, There's right. a couple songs off Stoney that were similar in yeah. ballad forms. I think, uh, not, not, not Jonestown, was it? I don't yeah, remember. No, was. Like I can guarantee you this though, if that was Post Malone doing this song, it would they would have easily right. backed off. I mean, yeah, let's I mean, be honest. I mean, here. unfortunately, there is some very uh, very thinly veiled racism yes. when it comes to this. I mean, like <laughs> Darius fucking Rucker from Hootie and the Blowfish went into country after he left he left the Blowfish behind. Um, and <laughs> he left the Blowfish in the tank. Like, yeah, well now they're now he's back. But like he went to country and I mean like there was no denying that he faced some goddamn discrimination. Right. And it, it's fucking ridiculous. But but basically like if white people use the term culture vulture, they would that they would be applying that to little Nasa. <laughs> Absolutely. If, I, I should clear, if white people were using that to describe non-whites. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. If they were to use it to describe people from hip hop. But again, like, like I mean, to me, like, who who fucking cares? Like, again, it's the same I don't, white rappers. I don't like, when, like, when white rappers are like, oh, my God, like, the, like the nerve on these people. It's like, like you, oh, so you're, you're basically telling me, so if you are a certain race, you can only make a certain type of music? I guess so. It's so fucking dumb. Yeah. Like, fucking it's get your ridiculous. goddamn, get the... Get your fucking heads out of your asses, motherfuckers. Um, all of you. All of you. <laughs> you fucking assholes. You can make, um, in you the can make any goddamn type of music you fucking you want. Go ahead and do it. In the interest of saving time so we can actually get to the album review, uh, which is pretty short in itself, let's go ahead and just quickly go over this three-song EP by Kevin Abstract. Oh, yeah. Well, well, well we had a double album review for the people. Oh, is that what this is? I mean, yeah, well, technically. I mean, I mean, this one's gonna be shorter because it's three it's tracks. Not, it's not an album. I mean, it's. Oh, more, sorry. It's a, it was. It's well, there's a big hot. There's a hot debate. Is it a single? Is it an EP? I mean, there's three of them. Three songs can't be a single. Spot it can't. Spotify is listed as a single. I don't. Are you kidding care. me? Yeah. Oh, whatever. So this is why I don't. Single. This is why I'm not subscribed to Spotify. Yeah, exactly. Regardless, Arizona Baby dropped uh, over. What was it last weekend by Kevin oh, Abstract? Yeah, Friday. He was teasing something, and this is what it was. It's not exactly a Brockhampton esque, uh, but but it does it does definitely uh, ride the lines of. Uh, who Ke Kevin Abstract is and yeah, what he's put out in the I, past couple of years. I mean, I would, on this, uh, his solo album I definitely would, sounds uh, a lot like his solo album. I would say it's 
pretty Brockhampton. Really, he's the fucking ringleader of the group. I mean, yeah, like, but like, I, like his. If anything, I would compare this to his what he did on his first album. No, see, I haven't Boyfriend. heard any of his solo albums. Oh, okay. This is the first solo Kevin Abstract project I've heard. Oh, okay. So I have no reference point. I've I've had American Boyfriends recommended to me several times, but I have not listened to it. Okay. I will rectify that at some point in the near future, but I have not done it yet. Um, what do you think of these songs, though? Um, I think they're. I mean, it's it's. Relatively sub. I think it kind of picks up where Iridescence left off, and I will say it's pretty evident that Kevin Abstract is the vocal effects leader of, of Brockhampton because yeah. holy fucking shit, there is in, nine, all over in the place. three tracks in nine minutes, he packs as much fucking vocal effects as you could possibly. And I love every second of it. I, no, I will say I, I think Big Wheels is too fucking short. I think Big Wheels comes out of like I think Big Wheels comes out like a fucking. She, she, he sounds like he shot out of a cannon out of the yeah. gate, and then it has a and like it's very like it's very like frantic. It's kind of like Andre 3000 on fucking helium, mm -hmm. and then it, and then it has like a weird like mellow outro. It's so so weird. And there's a saxophone and shit. There's a saxophone towards the end, but it's like that wasn't at the beginning. It's like you can't even really call it a beat switch because no. the beat the beat's never really consistent. No, no, no. But it, but it, it kind of it's weird. Like it doesn't it basically it doesn't build up enough momentum and then it has like a very smooth yeah. outro. I think if it built up, I think if it had more of a build, it'd be fine. I think as long as fine. Like I think it would be I think it would have been better if it had more of a build up, but it just didn't. What do you think about the lyrics? Did you listen to the lyrics at all? I, mean, I listen to the lyrics. But I mean, like the lyrics are like it's the same shit he always talks about. I don't think the lyrics are better better or worse than they always are. I mean, really? I mean, to me, it's kind of I kind of got the feeling that he's got a couple regrets on his shoulders. I mean. Probably. Feel, feel, it almost kind of feels like he's regretting uh, rising to this level of fame as quickly as he did uh, in, within the past couple yeah, of years. Yeah, I mean, they, they, they kind of addressed that shit on the on Iridescence. On the, yeah. So, but, it's, again, like, it, it was, it, it felt like a spirit, it's not, maybe it's not quite as aggressive, but, like, it, spiritually it had the same tone to Iridescence where it was, it was kind of remorseful and obviously, I mean, like, he's talking again, he's, I mean, he, again, it's getting to the point where it's like, J. Cole is like, guys, I'm, I'm gay. <laughs> I was saying, it's like, dude, like, it's 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 cool. Like, everybody, like, wait, wait, why is J. Cole being involved? In no, this? because J. Cole, where everybody, like, no, I'm saying, like, J. Cole's, like, I'm saying, like, like, won't stop talking about his mixed race. Like, Kevin no, that's like, logic. Like, guys, like, no, 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 you're right. It's logic. You're right, yeah. logic. And it's just like, dude, like, we, like, we're very well aware. And I understand it's important, but it's like, dude, like, it's literally, like, non fucking stop. Like, like dude, like, we, we know, like, you, you, you came and you've been openly gay since you've been in the music industry. <laughs> yeah, it's like, dude, it's not like no one, like, it's like, no one views it as a big deal. I think, like, I think particularly your fan base. Like, dude, like no one, like you're, you're, you gotta realize, like, like your fan base is who you're. I mean, like obviously you're trying to bring in other people, but, like your fan base is who's mostly gonna listen to your album. Like people are completely they, they cool they with love it. it. Yeah, they're cool with it. Like, it, it, yeah, it makes. You I stand. think they probably hate you if you were straight. It, it makes point. you stand out. Yeah. If you were heterosexual, they probably hate you. Yeah, 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 Why you had on a you're pike? Right, bro, bro, you're right. Brockhampton wouldn't have popped if they had. If it was, it was no, but I'm saying guys. is like I think the fans at this point they love the fact that he is so openly open about his sexuality. You know, it, it gives like a different perspective, but it's like, dude, like he enough like, is enough. It's, yeah, no, it's gone to the point where it's like. It's like pretty much all he talks it's about. It's his personality, yeah. No, it's like, and he'll like go out of his way to mention it. I'm like, dude, like it doesn't, like it's, it, we're, we're past that point, pal. Like <laughs> you've been doing this for five albums now. But the only song that stood out to me, you know, George, no, George is kind of mellow and it has like, I mean, that's like. That's probably my favorite song. That, yeah, that's, that's my least favorite of the three. Really? Well, so which one was your favorite? Uh, I, I think George Ride is an absolute delight. Okay. I think Joyride is fantastic. Now, sure. see, I think it builds off of the like slightly frenetic vibe of Big Wheels, except it just flushes it out better. The hooks, I think the hook, I think it has a strong hook. The, the, produ the production matches the freneticism of the d vocal delivery, and I think the song clearly stood out of the three. Like, it, yeah, it's, that was I the think opener, it's, right? I think it's, no, no, Joyride's the middle song. Oh, that's song. the middle song? Okay. I, I, that was head and shoulders about the other two songs to me. Okay. 
Um, How did you feel about your bigger Brockhampton fan than I am? I, I liked every song on here. I wish, yeah, no, no, I wish, they're all, they're all I wish good. all three of them were longer, personally. Um, I know each of them, all of them kind of are varying lengths, but they're around. Big Wheels like, is really short. Big Wheels is like under two minute, minutes. It's under two minutes. Under two minutes, minute and 45. Yeah, the yeah. other ones are, I mean, it's just the same thing, a little little over two minutes. But like, in my, like yeah, no, they're, no, they're both over three. They're both over three minutes? Yeah, it yeah. didn't, I mean, they went by so quickly. I, yeah, I they're both, they're both I, think, I think they're both like three and a half minutes long. The, the album in its yeah. entirety is like nine minutes long. If anything, what I what I would like to say is I, I, I think this, this signals a Point in uh, Kevin Abstract's career where I think he he knows that he is a lot is just as strong on his own as he is with Brockhampton. Like he knows he doesn't necessarily have to put out music with Brockhampton. Uh, why you give me that face though? Do you disagree? Yeah, because I no, because I don't think I don't think this is like a new thing. I mean, because he he had, he kind of already has established himself as a solo artist before Brockhampton. Took right, off. but they've put out. I mean, they've been they've been built as a unit for like a couple of years now. It's been a while since he's put out music as sure, a solo but he, act. But he, you know, you're right. But he already had like his name already had cachet before Brockhampton took off. Right, I understand that. But I think with that one, even with American Boyfriend, I think Brockhampton was very much heavily involved in the production. Side of that album, it, I mean, obviously they weren't featured on a lot of those songs, or maybe there were. I don't. I don't. It's, but, a, it's but, been a while but, since but, I've heard it. But when American Boyfriend came out, like no one fucking knew who Brockhampton was. I mean, they had one mixtape at that time. I think we actually. I, I think did uh, All American Trash come out after American Boyfriend? I don't. I don't know. I can't tell you. I, I don't know. But All American Trash like made no waves. Right. So right, right. at that point, when American Boyfriend came out, no one knew who the fuck Brockhampton was. So if they were involved with the, if they were involved with it or heavily involved with it, no one would know. Well, I mean, looking back now, we do. Of course, but I'm saying at the time, like Brockhampton, like didn't well, have Brockhampton. Brockhampton only like their initial attention they received is Kevin Abstract definitely helped well, with that. All I'm His solo to, career helped. Right, with that. but all I'm trying to say, I think, is that he doesn't necessarily at this point feel pressure to put out another Brockhampton album. I think he's very much comfortable putting out single, you know, solo uh, stuff, uh, which I think yeah, is great. It's a very good but, sign for, but, for, for but, a group. But, but no, I, I think it's a matter of, like, I think Brockhampton has been so fucking active, I think it's him just going back to his solo career. I don't think he's, I don't think he's ever been, like, afraid to, like, when, like, not, like, like, been not been comfortable putting out solo shit. I don't I think know. I got that vibe from the last album. It, like you said, I mean, they did talk about how, how fast they blew up, and it, it very much seems as though they're the group to, to beat, you know? And a lot of these guys can't necessarily break out on their own. Be, well, not, not, not that they can't break out on their own, but it would be very much weird if, like, let's say, I don't know, Matt Champion put out something by himself, you know, because he's not the frontman of the group. No, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if it got to, like, a, a point where it was, like, Wu-Tang, where they're, where they're both, like... It's too early in their career No, you're right, right but, but also, like, if Brockhampton, like, slowing down makes sense, I mean, because they put out three fucking albums in 2017, they put out one last year, like, they put out four Pete albums... Fans are already like, waiting for the next album. Yeah, because because they, they've they've established, like, an unrealistic clip of release. I mean, this shit, does, this shit is not normal. Right. And, and like it's not they're not gonna be able to keep it up. I mean they're fucking young. They're in their early tw early to mid twenties yep. as a collective. But like they're not gonna like they're not gonna be able to establish this. Keep this going. I mean fuck. I mean, I mean like I mean like, just in terms of like what's going on in their personal lives, like other musical endeavors they want to go in. Yeah. Like, they just signed a new member too. So yeah, they did. Uh, Dominic Fike. I did not know that. I don't know if he signed, but I know he's he's a part of the collective. I did not know that. Yeah. So that yeah. But I, again, I, would I be surprised if Brock Ham? I wouldn't be. Like, Kevin Abstract basically this album's like his. He has a new album coming in for sure, and I'm sure Brock Ham will put something else out by the end of the year. Because I, I heard now there's a conspiracy. I did not say conspiracy. There's a theory going around that he's that um, this is going to be like uh, what Denzel Curry did with Taboo, where he releases it a few songs at a time, and then the album comes out as a complete package. Oh, he did with Thirteen. Correct. Oh, okay. So or no, it's just Taboo. What do you mean? No, I'm saying was because Denzel Curry, what he did with Taboo was released like Act One, Act Two, Act Three, Act Four. Oh. So he released it. The only difference is Denzel okay. Curry did Denzel Curry did it like the week leading up to his album. Oh, I so see what if, you mean. So this is going to be a part, There's a theory that this is going to be a small part of a bigger album. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And oh. he's, but he, he's just releasing it in parts. That's a theory. Oh. We'll see if that comes to fruition. I mean, that'd that, be is, cool. that is that is there. I mean, like I wouldn't be. 
surprised. The, the only difference is, like, obviously, if he doesn't like Denzel, it won't be in the same window because Denzel released it, like, every few days. He released a few songs until mm -hmm. Taboo came out, like, the following Friday. It was over the course of a week. So I don't suspect Kevin Abstract's going to be considering it's Monday. He has still been teasing more stuff though on Twitter. Yeah, so he, he could be. I mean, if, if some new songs showed up today, then yeah. it could be like that or tomorrow or something. We'll see. Yeah, that'd be great for me, personally. Yeah, so it, I mean, it's like, been so a bad yeah. opening to this week, so. Yeah, yeah, I so, you, wait, so you, 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 what, what are you going for a grade for this? Uh, I mean, if we're going to go ahead and grade it, I'll give it just a solid A, A minus. I'll give it a B. B sounds fair. It's good shit. Yeah. But. All right, moving on to our other album review. Yes, full length album review full -length time. Full album review, yeah. Ventura by Anderson Pac is. Uh, Fourth or third or fourth full length I album, third major label, fourth full length, I believe. Yeah, I mean, does, uh, does he have four? Because like I, he has I, Venice, Malibu, Oxnard, Oxnard, and this. Venice, Venice was an album by him. I believe so. Because because I, I mean, to be fair, I I didn't hop, I wasn't didn't become aware of Anderson Park until Malibu came out. So okay, Malibu and Oxnard. You, oh, and you didn't this. know him when he was Breezy Lovejoy. No. Okay. No, I I only knew him when he was uh, Anderson Dot Puck. Anderson. Oh, is he not? Did he get rid of the dot? No, the dot's still there. Oh, okay. But that's cool. what it is because you know, you know, fun fact. <laughs> fun fact. Anderson Pock, his real middle and last name. Really? Yes. Mind the only thing that's that's embellished in his stage name is, his is first the period. Name. Oh, oh. His real name is Brad. So I, I don't think if it was uh, Brad, if it was like Brad Pock, you'd be like, no. <laughs> Anderson Pock better pop. Yeah. Maybe he goes by Anderson because I, I know I know people. I know people. I, went, I, 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 I several people I went to uh, high school with. Name Anderson. They can confirm. Incorrect. Um, okay. No, I knew several people in high school that went by their middle name. You know anyone named Pock? Can't say that it don't. Okay. Don't. Um, well, anyway, moving on to Ventura. Uh, this is his uh, new album that just came out. It just clocks in, but clocks in in under forty minutes. Just, yeah, it's just just and, and it's his, it's his Oxnard just came out in November, so it's his, it's, yeah. his, it's his second album in five months. Second album in five months, man. Look at that. You go, Following you go, Mister uh, Mister Brad Anderson Puck. Well, I mean, he's trying to build up that momentum. I mean, Anderson Puck. I've always described him as those artists that <laughs> that big companies like Walmart and Target decide, like, hey, whenever we need to sell a product or use a commercial, we'll just take one of his songs and sell it. Use it to sell our and use product. Use that in context. Yeah, like they, he very much is riding the wave of like people like what CeeLo Green did earlier this decade and like yeah. Pharrell. I, I'll tell you, and a great one of the great out of context song uses in a song that they could only use one lyric, like uh -huh. one part from, would it's be what? come. Okay, so there was an NBA All Star weekend a couple years ago where they used "Come Down." Oh God! As yeah. the song. Now, see that song sounds very fun. Yeah. If the you like what if you use like you might not ever yeah, come yeah, yeah. yeah use that part now mind if you listen to the whole song it's literally like it's literally about like drinking and drugs and there's about seven thousand swear words yeah there's particularly a, the particularly that good old racial slur that everyone loves, they, loves, they loves to use to omit, so I would yeah. say yeah I, yeah I think Pox is probably more that song probably more than any other song he has so yeah, yeah you can't really have that not really good for the kids it's fun on the Ellen DeGeneres show when you play like ten seconds but if, if, if he played the full version those suburban mothers would be having a fucking stroke absolutely. It wouldn't be too much of a fan of that. Uh, no, no, no. But I actually that I agree with that assessment. I, uh, Pac is, um, yeah, Pac is definitely he's the, marketable he's the, if you use a snippet of a song. He's the jingle guy. But no, a lot yeah, of times. yeah. But he, but, but he's like, I mean, if you've seen him, he's a very like, like, f he seems like a really nice guy. It's not the same. Yeah, it's he, not he's not the got like a million dollars. No, 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 no. I'm saying he's perfect for that role. Like, I understand oh, okay. the appeal from a marketing standpoint because gotcha. like, he seems like this, his, his music has a very vibrant background. Yep. And he seems like a very like. He, like he, like very nice guy. Mm. He's got a, he got a great smile. Like that's great, type of shit. Great smile. Man. Can we get a picture shit. of Anderson Pock smile up there for a quick second? That's the type of shit. Where's that picture I had up? I think that's it's, the type it's of shit that you're looking there at. Yeah, exactly. Look at that smile, exactly. man. He was on Jimmy Fallon a few weeks ago. Yeah. And oh yeah, I mean like the, the guy. I mean he's a very charismatic guy. I love this that hat too. Can, man, can I sell love to, that to, hat. To, 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 to quote the uh, great Hannibal Burris, he can probably sell the hell out of a Subaru. Did Hannibal Burris say that about Anderson Pock? No, he didn't say that about Anderson Pock. He said he he did a bit about how this guy. 
this guy that he got pulled over by this cop and like basically. Oh, I know what, what you're talking about. Drugs? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Not, what do you sell? Cars? Like oh, that's quite the leap. Like yeah, I know like, what you're talking oh, about. Drunk, oh, he's pretty curious about a guy who probably sells that. Hell, Subaru. <laughs> yeah, I remember that. Um, let's move on to the album though. This, yeah, the I mean, album if, if me personally, what I got from this is like this guy is following the footsteps of like Andre 3000 and like those other artists that kind of contemporary hip hop R&B ish, Love Below esque artists. And and for me, I think I, it, it definitely works in his favor. This is a well-suited look for him. Oh, yeah. Um, for sure. I, it's not very that doesn't really veer in any sort of different direction than his last two albums. But really, you think so? I think it's slight. I don't think it's because I why? think in that what, in what sense? Here, here's so Malibu. I think was more of like it was more like like a I met, this in Malibu. I'll give you, but yeah. Oxnard had more of like the the hip hop undertones of his music kind of became more of a focus. Mm -hmm. So I think this is more of a return to like his old school like soul, soul. funk background. But, but, I actually think I actually think this is more soulful and funky than Malibu. Really? I actually I think Malibu is more of like a I mean more Ma of like a straight R and B album. I mean I feel like he fuses he fuses all those genres together on I, every I album. I agree, but I think this this album I think has more of a puts puts the hip hop okay. elements on the back burner. Fair while enough. They, Opposed to Oxnard, where they were a little bit more prominent. There's less rapping on this album. Yeah, there's yeah. So again, you know, you're right. He does more. He, it's more of like what side of his influences are taking the are at the forefront. Okay. Then, like obviously, like you're not gonna listen to Oxnard, and like it's not like a straight hip hop album. No. No, like there's more like there's no rapping guest spots. On Same album. with Oxnard. Oh, sorry, Andre 3000 is the only rapping guest spot on this album. Yeah. Which August. can we can we start off with that? Oh, it was the first song, so that makes it was, sense. It was amazing. I enjoyed. Oh, it's great. That. Now, see, I, I didn't see it coming either. I was like, wait a minute. I mean, I saw. I I, yeah. I knew he was gonna be on the song, but like he just clocks in right in like towards the end of the song. Every time. Like, yeah. No. Does he <sighs> come home? I only had one problem with it. It actually. Which was, is what? Which was Pac's part. Now, see, I think. I love the like beginning, like like the, the beginning very dreamy, piece, but, but very dreamy, and like the haunting, like backing vocals yep. and the drumming. Yep. And I'm like, yo, this song's gonna be fucking epic. And Andre 2000's verse at the end matches that vibe. Well, he, I think it's a goddamn explosion. And again, nothing makes you miss for me. Nothing makes me miss Outcast more than hearing like it's it's like getting a visit from like a long lost relative. Yeah, that you haven't seen in a while. Yeah, and like but this you, was like and a that holiday. you love that you love. Like a long lost relative that you were very close to you love but you don't get to see often and like here comes after 2000 like he'll breeze in, yep. he'll give you a great fucking really quick minute of, of even, even material through, even through and then in that he'll wrestling. disappear into the ether for like another 18 months to yeah, 2 years. Yeah, until Frank Ocean puts out his next album. Perhaps. Yeah, we'll which will see. be in 10 years. Yeah. But I mean Andre I think that might be a little might be a little uh, little love uh, light timeline there. I, th I think you might be going a little, little under low ball on that shit. I, th oh, okay. I think it might be I think it might be 20 years. Okay, I was I going to say Hell, I was high, maybe, maybe, maybe 50. Maybe never. Who knows? Yeah, anyway, never. Uh, shout never out to never. Andre for throwing in that WWF uh, reference for you, boy. I appreciated that. And uh, and, star and starving at Comic-Con. Oh yeah, starving. Yeah, is, is I didn't get that. People don't eat at Comic-Con? I guess like it's Ramadan. I don't I don't know. I didn't no, get no, it. No, but he said like people people starving at Comic-Con. I'm like I'm like I'm motherfuckers because they're at the panels all day. They they forget to eat. I don't know. I've obviously never been to Comic-Con. I know you haven't. I've never uh, been to Comic-Con, no. I, I will not be going to Comic-Con ever, so it's not really my bag. Um, no, but I, and I will not be celebrating Ramadan anytime soon, just because um, well, not Muslim. Well, that's no, I'm a quitter. Yeah, yeah you're a quitter. You don't, you don't embrace all the holidays. Yeah, exactly. I fucking celebrate Ramadan every year. Oh, sorry. It already happened that. this year. I mean, it's not by any choice, but uh, well, well, that's just by circumstance. Well, that's just uh, Whatever. Anyway, we're moving Whatever. on. I don't even know what religion celebrates Ramadan, but... It's, it's, I think it's Islam. I, yeah, I, I thought Islam. I was pretty confident that was the case, but I didn't, I, I didn't want to say it definitively. Anyway, like an uh, next couple of songs we got, Make It Better, uh, Reaching and Reaching Too Much, We're In The Circle. I mean, all of them pretty... I mean, there's a pretty consistent tone. Like it's right, kind of, it's kind of lighthearted. Yeah, it's a very like it's, it's kind of like a bittersweet love album, but it's very smooth. Very, very, very. I, I would I would go as far to say, 
maybe borderline sensual, sexual. Really? Very, very really? erotic yeah. vibes. I would say that I think there's going to be a lot of dancing. Well, look, look at that I, music I, video right there. That exactly. kind of proves our point. Yep. Very I, think, I, I have a sneaking suspicion, and, and Anderson Pac, you know, I think another reason this album is better than Oxnard. Why? Is because, um, well, Pac released like he releases like a, I mean, obviously he, all of his there's a very warm background to all of his, regardless of the lyrical context, which can be depressing. There's a very warm, like inviting uh, sound to his music. Mm -hmm. Now, see, when you release a warm, inviting album in the, in November, like he did with Oxnard, it's like, oh, winter's almost here. Like this shit sucks. Mm -hmm. Now released in April, summer's around the corner. Okay. So, so basically, what I'm saying is there'd be a lot more dancing and fucking in this album than there was in Oxnard. I would say so. <laughs> I mean, this is going to be at all the cookouts this summer. Yeah. All the, <laughs> no, but not the ones I'm going to. <laughs> no. As we said off air, not the. Uh, I, I, I don't think. I agree that I don't know how many cookouts will be going to the summer, but. I mean, well, so I'll put it on. I'll put it on just for me. I'll put it on at the Caucasian cookouts. Oh God! I mean, that's the thing is he has a lot of crossover appeal. I think he does. Um, I, I wouldn't be surprised. I'll, if he I'll pull the Caucasians to see how many, how, see how much crossover appeal he has. <laughs> just slide it in between <laughs> and, uh, 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 the, the chicken dance and, and, and Cotton Eye Joe. And yeah. Cotton Eye yeah. Joe. Yeah, we'll put, no, we'll put, we'll put, uh, we'll put uh, Jet Black and uh, Winter Circle. And, <laughs> no, I'll say Winter Circle. Winter Circle is one of the tracks I'll say that because you know what? This is why this is why I love the soul funk thing. Anderson, you know what's great when someone. Okay, could actually sing scats. Yeah, scatting is ridiculous. It's scatting, incredibly I, hard. I have it. No, 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 hard. It's no. pretty difficult. It's hard to make scatting sound good. That's what I'm saying. Because scatting, but but, oh, but how, the, the inherent but how many, verb, the inherent of the scatting. How many yeah. times do you hear like in 2019? Because obviously this is like a callback to the 70s and 80s, yeah, like yeah, Motown yeah. shit. Yeah. How many fuck? Or 60s, 70s. Sorry. Um, how many fucking times do you hear like somebody who is like a great vocalist scat? Probably That's never. Like, I scat like an asshole because it amuses me. You know, it's an epidemic. Like I scat all the time. When I'm like, when I'm like, when there's like a, like a, like it's a problem. If, if I'm just like walking around the house, I'll start scatting for Somebody no fucking reason. Yeah. yeah, exactly. I was like, scoot about bow bow. <laughs> no, there's like an awkward pause or something, or like I'm like like nothing going on. I was like, scoot about bow. So I see, I can't sing, so me scatting sounds fucking ridiculous. Anderson now, whoever, on the, other the, hand. the woman who does the uncredited vocals on this on on Winter Circle, on Winter Circle does a great good, job. Pretty good job. Does a yeah. great job. I'm like, wow, you made scatting sound good. Yeah. So. All right, so I mean, like I said, like, like the, the the sound's pretty consistent. I will say, like, it's probably it's to me, it's, it's probably its strongest asset and its biggest detriment is it's kind of it's there's not much going on in terms of uh, like distinguishing between songs. I understand. I will yeah. say, like, probably the first half has more of like an old school feel to it. Yeah. In terms of the R and B and the soul of the funk, and there's probably like a little bit more of the contemporary R and B towards the back end. Towards yeah. Towards the back end. Yeah. Like King James and um, King James is a pretty good song. It's a great song. That was the first. Also, because I mean, it had that the whole message about. I mean, in, in my opinion, I felt like it was it was very left. I mean, I'm not much of a liberal myself, but it de definitely leaned on the left side in terms of like blatantly. It wasn't really too subtle with the, the direct jabs at like the the wall being built and whatnot. How we're gonna yeah, have the no, wall? Yeah, no, exactly. And um, like Colin Kaepernick, obviously. Colin Kaepernick, uh, Colin Kaepernick took a knee and got uh, crackers taken out of the league, which yeah. is not, which is uh, it's pretty, pretty, which is accurate. Pretty clever the, the, the owners, the owners colluded. Yeah, no, the, and the NFL owners. Uh, were proven that That's some, some NFL owners were proven they colluded colluded in not helping him not get signed. That, well, that was the other thing. I was just, I was I'm looking down this track list right now, and I noticed that the other thing that stood out to me is like the songwriting is really really good. It's very good. I mean, which makes sense because he's a song he was a songwriter before he you know started venturing out on his own. Uh, but there's a song on here called Twilight that I that I just want to pull up for a second and read this read the lyrics for. Uh, where is it here? Uh, oh, you're you're my twilight when it's awfully dark and I lost my way because like. Uh, Oh, uh, because when my life feels off the mark, you put me back in place. For me, that was that was really, really sweet, really genuine, sweet. I don't think a lot of other artists can express their emotions as articulate as Anderson Park. Yeah. So I would definitely want to give him that. And who yeah, the hell knew that Brandy would come out of nowhere and sound as great as she did on Jeff Black? No, 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 exactly. No, see, Jeff Black is my favorite song on the album. Uh -huh. I think it's just a really fucking smooth, like beautiful song. Yeah, really good. And 
The fact no, just no. Double. I did a double take when Brady. I was like, I'm like, hold on. Brandy's making music again. You're like, like me. I didn't know that was her until I looked at the track list. I no, see. I had I had like I had taken a look at the features on uh-huh. there, and I was like, oh, I was like, okay, this makes sense. I'm like Andre 3000, uh, Smokey Robinson. Okay, cool. Yeah, like Sonya Elise. Okay, gotcha. And I'm like, Brand- fucking Brandy? I, I, it's good. It's good. I, I can't believe you got Nate Dogg in the studio. That was impressive. Too. I don't think that's the same Nate Dogg, though. That's the thing. Is I'm pretty sure that wasn't the same Nate Dogg. Because Nate Dogg's been dead for like six years. Wait, what? <laughs> Nate Dogg died in 2011, dude. He died? This wasn't a live recording? Ladies and gentlemen, let it be known. I'm fucking with you. <laughs> okay. I'm like, I'm like is this no, a live no, reaction? No, no, no. Because you know, well, actually, that was a nice touch at the end of what we can, what can we do, the Nate Dogg song? Yeah. He makes it sound like he's talking to Nate Dogg. No, that's, that is Nate Dogg. It's just lost vocals of Nate Are you Dogg. sure? It didn't sound it's like Nate it's that no, you're, Nate I, I, I think it might like, have been a mixing thing. But maybe? it's, it's, it's crap. That, that's no one else is going to masquerade as Nate Dog. That's how it, you spell the Nate Dog. I know as that. In but beloved Hookman from '90s hip hop. I understand Nate the G Funk era. I know who, who yeah. Nate Dog is. No, no, I know that. But the I'm thing saying, is, it no, didn't I'm sound like I'm not disputing him. that you fucking know who Nate Dog is. If you didn't know who Nate Dog is and you host a hip hop, I'd be very concerned. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and for but, me personally, it just I, I had to go back and do a double take because I was like, well, Nate Dog doesn't sound like this on any other fucking song. I'll give you that. I'll give so you that. But who like, the hell is this? But it, it could be like it, where did you show it up? It could be the, the way they, they mix it. Where, where did he even it, show it's, up? Yeah, it's it's near the end. Near the end of the song. Yeah. Oh, when he's talking about how they already paid for the, the studio recording. Yeah, that's oh. the. But there's there's another okay, there's cool. another section in, in like in about a little over the halfway mark. Okay. Okay. Oh, he's yet. like, what can we? Because it's not like it's not like I, I will say like the two thing another thing like the other vocal like on. The way he uses guest bars is really good for the most part, but like it's oddly enough, Smokey Robinson kind of gets buried on "Make It Better." Yeah, you're right. But but it's it's like a nice like touch for like a Motown song, like that song, like "Make It Better" and "Come Home" are like probably if the anything, most, are probably like the most like somber song in terms of like somber like like lost love songs. Right. It would have been weird for me if like Smokey Robinson had just like tackled that entire song and yeah, but also Smokey Robinson to be fair, I mean, the guy's also fucking really old, so like he probably he can't still s- has it though. Yeah, no, he does. No, and he sounds good. But I, I think the reason they didn't have him like more prominently featured is because he's seventy-five. He's, he's pretty seventy. Yeah, he's pretty old. Seventy get up there, and um, so that makes sense. But like, but I will say the way that like, um, let Laya Hathaway's used on like on reaching too much. Yeah. And uh, Good Heels, Jasmine Sullivan, like, and Sonya Lee on Chosen One, and Brandy on Jet Black are all yeah. used more prominently. Like Nate Dogg and Smokey Robinson, they are kind of like buried a little bit, which is weird. It is. It is super weird. Now, see, Nate Dogg, I understand because like the vocals were clearly recorded a while ago, and they and they clearly they can't drop new vocals because he's been dead for a very long time. He died of multiple strokes, by the way. Multiple okay. Multiple strokes. I was I I didn't know what he died. We started this party this, this section with you not knowing who he was. Well, now all of a sudden you're a fucking expert on his correct. death. There you go. Did, did he do songs with um, Bubba Sparks? <laughs> I don't know why Uncle we're bringing Cracker. this up now. Uncle, I'm, I'm going along with the Uncle joke. Uncle Cracker? Kid, he was in Kid Rock's band. Okay, he sure. He had that great song, Follow Me, in like 2003. Talk about country and hip-hop mixing. I know, exactly. Bring it in you can focus on her Kid Rock? I know. Uh, but anyway, um, I have really not really much else to say about this. Yeah, uh, as you know, the fact that it's wait, just a nice little... It, it's a very, yeah, it's very, ni- very nice, nice, relaxing, tender, very, relaxing, yes, nice relaxing record. Salon. Pox, I'd say, I, I think it's, I, like I said, it's a, it's a step, I think it's a more cohesive product than Oxnard. Mm-hmm. I th- I, the only problem is, like, Malibu was, still stands out for me as his best shit because, like, the only song in this album that, like, stood out from the pack for me was Jet Black. Okay. Now, see... Malibu had a few songs that blew me away. Like Same. the season carry me, I think is phenomenal. Right. Um, right or wrong. The aforementioned, yes, yeah. And, uh, or the, am, the, am I wrong? The afore, I'm sorry. Yeah, no. Am I wrong? The, yeah, that's with uh, Schoolboy School Q. Schoolboy Q. Yeah. Um, and the the aforementioned come down. I think it's a tremendous song. Uh, the bird, I think, is also the bird great. Bird is also really good. So yeah. So I think and uh, heart don't stand a chance is great too. Yeah. Um. So that no. So there's a handful of songs on Malibu that blew me away. On here, there's only one. But okay. I think it's a more consistent effort than Oxnard, and it's just a, a very nice and also like my. 
funk and soul aren't necessarily like my, my most favorite genres in the world, so that's kind of holding me back. But it's a very that's well fair. it's a very well crafted record, very enjoyable listen. I wouldn't be surprised if it grew on me further. There you go. And uh, yeah, I'm excited. I'm, I'm uh, he's playing the day at Boston Calling. I'm going to. Okay, so, so I'm excited to hear some of these. I'm excited to hear some of these songs live. There you go. I would have given it for a grade. I'm gonna give it a nice solid B. I'm gonna go for a B as well. I think it's a solid B, and that's not a detriment, obviously. No, and honestly, um, if, I, if I liked the genre more, it would be higher. That's probably what it is for me too. Is like it's for some it. reason soul or funk. That's kind of like a uh, a music that we don't necessarily hear as much yeah, exactly. nowadays, and that's just by circumstance. So it's a nice story. No, so if you're if you're like if you personal taste. Yeah, exactly. For, no, for me too. But like if you're looking for like a void, because obviously these genres are not served very much mm -hmm. anymore. If you are a fan of any of those genres, funk, soul, even like Motown shit. Yeah, even Motown. You would. I think you would really enjoy this I album. I think so. Yeah. Because Pac. I mean, I mean, this is definitely. And I, I agree. I think he's more comfortable in this lane. I think this is where he really like. Not again. Not to take anything away from him as a rapper. I think he's a very good rapper. But I think this is what the, I think this is the music he's most passionate about. I think he, I think it's the music he's best at. I agree. Although although I do want to see him make more stunting rap songs. Like That'd Bubble, be awesome. Like Bubbling, because Bubbling fucking rules. Oh, that, yeah, that, 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 that was the biggest problem with Oxstar is he didn't put Bubbling on it. Yeah, that was weird. Anyway, uh, thank you guys so much for joining us. As always, make sure you follow us on all social media. Let us know what you thought about Ventura. If you're a big Anderson Pac fan, and if you're gonna go see him at Boston Calling, say hi to Chris for us. Yeah. Yep. Uh, thank you guys there. so much for listening. Uh, again, we'll be back with two more shows, and unfortunately, that'll be the end. Um, but as always, thank you for tuning in, and we'll see you next time. Peace. Au revoir.